0: For those of you just tuning in for the first time, we live stream every Tuesday at 11am based on topics that I think agents need to learn about on the investing side, based on feedback I get from talking to agents on a day-to-day basis related to investing. But today specifically, I got my motivation from an event that I hosted last Tuesday it was a construction event. We were teaching real estate agents how to do construction or how to manage construction teams. There were 50 people. It was at um, the Courtyard by Marriott in Nashua, New Hampshire. And there were 50 people there, 50 agents there, filled the capacity room. It was really cool. It was a great event, but um, I digressed a little bit. When I was at the event, you know, I got a question from an agent about how to find deals, My first comment was, before I answer your question, I said, hey, to everybody in the room, how many people are confident that their sphere of influence, that the people who know, like, and trust you know that you're out there looking for deals, you're out there looking for money? How many people out there are confident that their SOI knows that they're looking for deals and capital? And again, keep in mind, there were 50 people in the room. And I looked around. I was kind of expecting for two-thirds of the room to raise their hand. One person rose their hand straight up. Another person like went kind of like this. So that meant to me 48 people in the room that are real estate professionals, real estate agents, either real estate investors or want to be real estate investors, 48 out of 50 people, right? What's the math on that? 48 out of 50, 96% in the room. Said that their clients, their family, their friends don't even know that they're investors, don't even know that they're looking for deals. And after that happened, I kind of thought about it a little bit. You know, my company and how we've been, you know, fixing and flipping homes for 15 years and uh, how we meet every single week in the living room of sellers. And it hit me that that, that that was a fact. And the reason I know that that's a fact, besides, you know, that I polled a bunch of people is that when we sit down with most sellers, the conversation goes like this. You're going to be the person I go with if I sell cash. But if I list, I'm going to go with XYZ agent who's a friend, a family member, a relative, whatever. And I said, I said in my mind, I'm thinking, well, who do they call first? They call me first. They call the investor first. When I send a letter to their house or they click on something online, they go to me first before an agent. They go to me first before an agent because they want to know what they're going to get without paying a commission. So we go out there, we make an offer. If it works for them, we buy it. And the crazy thing about this is that their friend, their family member, their colleague, who's a real estate agent doesn't even know that they're selling. I'm going to say that again, because this is really powerful. If you're an agent who doesn't tell your clients that you can also buy homes, you're going to lose deals to people like me who are investors because the seller doesn't believe that you have that solution for them. So many sellers and only 10% of all sellers sell to investors, but that 10% of your client base, that 10% of your SOI only thinks that they can call me and not you to get an offer on their house. So I realized that we definitely need to do a training on how to let your clients know that you're also an investor. You're not just an agent. How do you let them know that you're an agent investor? And the easiest way to do that is through social media. So if you were to pick up you know, a real estate agent book from 20 or 30 years ago, and you said, well, how do you work your SOI? How do you work your sphere? There's going to be a lot of, hey, pick up the phone, call them, hey, you know, set up a face-to-face meeting over coffee. And I want to make it clear that I'm not opposed to those things. I think that those things are good. But there is no easier, more effective, and more efficient way to tell your SOI anything than social media. When we talk about how many hours we spend on social media, most of us would probably lie about how many hours we're on social media a week or per day. When we're asked, we're probably going to under, under deliver the news about how many hours we spend because we're probably embarrassed, right? I mean, how far away are we from our phone right now? When was the last time we checked Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or named the social media account? Now, if we're doing that, we know our sphere of influence is also doing that. The crazy thing about social media, besides the fact that people are on it all day long, is the fact that it's so easy to present the message, right? When we're talking about kind of like the old way of talking to our sphere of influence, you'd have to pick up the phone, You know, get over the nerves of like, will they even answer? Then you've got to start talking to them. That takes time. You're doing it one-to-one, right? One-to-one messaging versus... You know, putting out a post that could reach 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 people. So again, I'm not knocking the old way to connect with your SOI, but I, am, I do want to be very clear that social media done right should only take you a couple hours a week, and it's going to reach far more people. And it's much easier to stay in front of those people using social media. We're going to talk specifically about investing today, like how do you get deals on social media? We're also going to talk about how to raise capital on social media. But most of the principles that I talk about today, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you're trying to get on social media. Like if you're trying to get a retail listing, if you're trying to work with buyers, most of these principles are going to apply, okay? But we're going to talk specifically about investing because that's what I do. Um, We teach agents how to achieve financial freedom. By investing in real estate and helping their clients invest in real estate. So that's what we're going to focus on today. So the first thing I want to just say is like, when we say social media, you know, I want to talk about the platforms really quickly. Okay. So there's not a ton of platforms out there that really have a far reach. And when we think about like, when I think about like what social media platform should you use? I think number one, like what platform are most people on? Like, what is, the, what is the most amount of users? And the answer to that hangs down is Facebook. Okay, Facebook has the most amount of US-based users. But Facebook's number one. YouTube is number two, but I wouldn't use really YouTube that much. WhatsApp is number three. Instagram is number four. Uh, number five is WeChat. Number six is TikTok. But like, if you compare TikTok to Facebook, Facebook has three times the amount of users as TikTok. But it's not just the number of users that's very important. It's also the age of the user. So if we're talking about getting deals and we're talking about raising capital, do we want to have a little bit of an older or a younger demographic? When we are talking about finding discounted properties, working with sellers, or we're talking about raising capital, do we want to have a little bit of an older demographic or do we want to have a younger demographic? So I can say this. I turned 41 yesterday. I'm now officially kind of like in that older demographic. And I can tell you that my friends, people my age, use Facebook over those other platforms. They use Facebook first. And truthfully, if I'm looking for discounted deals, I'm looking for great deals and I'm looking for money, I would actually want to look for people a little bit older than me. I'd probably want to focus a little bit more like on 50 plus than 40 plus. So some of those platforms like a TikTok or like an Instagram in general, they're kind of like for a little bit, not for there, they tend to have a little bit younger of a demographic there. So keep that in mind. One other thing to keep in mind is like the fact that you can cross post. So I I automatically, every time I post on Facebook, it automatically goes to Instagram. Those are the two platforms that I would use, but I would focus on Facebook and then I would automatically post to Instagram. And you can probably do that with some of the other platforms. So just keep in mind, and everybody who answered the question said they would focus on the older demographic. Teresa, by the way, you motivated me to actually do this because you reached out to me on Facebook Messenger asking me what you would post you know, to let people in your SOI know that you're an investor. So I, saw, I thought, hey, out of the 50 people who were at the event, 48 people aren't using social media to let their friends and family know that they're that they're investors. So I wanted to create a training on that today. Okay, so now that we know that we're focused number one on Facebook and number two on Instagram, I'm gonna spend most of my time talking about Facebook. But again, like, you know, a lot of this stuff is gonna relate to all of the all of the platforms. But keep in mind if you're gonna spend time, effort, and energy. You need to have a lot of people on the platform, and you also want to have the right demographic on the platform, okay? I also want to keep in mind that as I'm talking about posting on social media, and I'm going to talk a lot about like the fact that you need to post that you're out there looking for deals, there are people who will say to me, what came first, the chicken and the egg? They'll say, well, how can I post about the fact that I'm looking for a deal if I don't have the money to do a deal, Okay really simple answer. Then the simplest answer I can give you is that you need to be in our inner circle and partnering with us. Okay. So just so that you all know, I'm sure that you've seen my posts and you've heard me over and over again. If you're in our inner circle coaching program and you come across an off market deal, we will partner with you on that deal. We will put up the money. We will do the construction. So you want to actively be going out there on social media, talking to people in person and whatnot, that you're always looking for deals. You don't need to say what what exactly you're looking for because guess what? We'll do most deals, right? We'll do most types of deals as long as they make financial sense. So you're looking for anything. You're looking for anything that's you know ten units and under, and maybe even bigger. Um, and and we have partnered with people on apartment deals, but you're looking for anything. Don't worry about the fact that you don't have money yet or that maybe you won't have money anytime soon. We'll put up the money. We'll do the construction. So just keep that in mind as I'm talking about this. Okay. so the first thing I want to say about social media in general that I see a lot is that there is no excuse in 2023 when we're talking about Facebook not to have 5000 francs. Facebook gives you the ability to connect with 5000 people. Now, you might say, well, I don't maybe know 5,000 people as of today, but you don't necessarily need to intricately know somebody to send them um, a friend request on Facebook. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to really think, are you connected on Facebook with all the people that are in your SOI? Most of the time, I find that agents, when I talk to them about uh, Facebook in general or their social media, is that they're not even connected with most people that they're connected with. Right? They've only got like 300 friends, 400 friends, 500 friends, but yet they've got like 500 people that they haven't yet connected with. So, step one, make sure you're connected with everybody that you can be connected with. Number two, make sure that when you're out there and you're actually making in person connections and you talk to people, make sure you send them a friend request. This stuff is very simple, but a lot of people don't do it. The third thing I want you to be aware of is that if you're out there looking for deals, All the time. Some of the best people that you can connect with are, wait for it, real estate agents. Real estate agents come across off-market opportunities all the time. It's one of the reasons I created the Agent Investor Platform. It's one of the reasons I had the partnership deal. So make sure that you are also connecting. If you don't know who you should be connecting with next, if you've actually run out of people that you know, like, and trust, and all that good stuff, start connecting with other real estate agents. You can connect with agents in your office. You can connect with people that you've co-broke with. You can connect with random people, right? I've done that all the time. Like if you look at my 5,000 friends that I'm connected with, a lot of them like I've never met in person, and maybe they didn't know me, but now they do, right? And if you look, I am not the model for Facebook, right? But I will say like if I'm rating myself on a scale of 1 to 10 related to social media, I'm probably like a 7 or 8. I do a pretty good job at it. The next thing I want to talk about besides the fact that you have to have a big base. And actually, I want to say one more thing on that. If you don't have a big base, like if you only have 100 or 200 people or 300 people on your social media account, that means that at most 100 or 200 or 300 people can see it. So you've got to make sure that you're growing that. I think it's important personally to post every single day. Every single time that you post, you have the ability to reach all of the people that you're connected with, whether that's 500 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people. Facebook will allow, for the most part, up to about as many friends as you have. And most posts don't reach most people. So if I have 5,000 friends, a good post of mine might reach 2,000 of those people. A post that nobody likes might reach 50 people, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I don't see any reason in 2023 that you're not posting once a day at least, okay? And there are a lot of different ways that you can make it really, really easy to post every single day. And there's there's a program that I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but I just want to let you guys know like, that you can use a program called Post Planner. And I think even on professional accounts on Facebook, you can even schedule your posts. So creating your posts might take you like an hour a week. And then actually posting them doesn't take much time, right? Or you can schedule them if you need to. Somebody said, does it make a difference what time of day you post? What I found more than anything else is it's about how how much people interact with that post. So in general, I would say no. And that would be something I wouldn't worry too, too much about. I'm sure there are people who do a better job than me at timing it. But for the most part, like when I post something, most of the time, like I've, I learned and I, and I get feedback every single day on what people that I'm connected with like and what they don't like. So my next tip for everybody who's on here is to make sure that you convert your Facebook account to something called professional mode. When you're in professional mode, it'll actually show you how many people your post has reached. And actually, let me just share that with you all right now. If you need to figure out how to turn on professional mode, uh, all that you need to do is Google that and it'll walk you through that or, or po- you know, putting in, in the um, Facebook and it'll show you how to do that. Now, I'm going to share my screen with everybody. All right, so this is my social media account. Um, I'm in what they call professional mode, right, or digital creator. I don't know what it's called. It's probably digital creator, right? So my profile is digital creator, which basically just means that, like, th- it gives you the ability to run ads to your account, but it also gives you the ability to see, like, what posted well. So if I if I scroll down, right, oh, goodness, it was my birthday. So, of course, this has to be the, the – the one- my birthday was yesterday, so, of course, this has to be like the one time where I'm gonna to have to scroll a ton down to find my normal posts. How about this, guys? Happy birthdays. People that I've never talked to that, like, if I sent them a text today, they would ignore me, but yet they're wishing me a happy birthday. Not that I don't appreciate it, but uh, come on. This is two days ago. This is before my birthday. And this is a post that I did. Now, I will tell you, like, I knew that this post was gonna get a lot of impressions. I knew. I got the idea in my head as I was sitting, I was at my lake house on the beach, and I was like, oh, my birthday's tomorrow. I bet if I do a post on the 41 things I'm thankful for, I will get a ton of views. Now, I enjoyed doing the posts. Let me just be clear with you guys. But I also knew that if I did 41 things I'd be thankful for, I would get a ton of impressions. So if you look at this button, you click See Insights. Somebody said they love the post. Thank you. Post impressions, 1569 post reach 1526 and post engagement 470. So again, I have 5,000 friends and that means basically a third of the people saw it and a 10% of the people basically read it, which that's pretty darn impressive given the fact that like uh, this post was really, really long, right? So this was like, I, and and long posts in general aren't necessarily the ones that tend to like hit the best, but I knew that that post because one thing you want to keep in mind when you're talking about like building your social media account, there's two things that you need to do. Number one, you need to make sure that you're posting like the business stuff that people people uh, need to see. But then you also have to post about yourself. People want to know who you are, how you tick. People like look at your social media before they end up even like connecting with you before they buy buy from you. You know, someone might read this post and maybe somebody hated this post, which is fine. But they, you know, they get a good impression of kind of like who I am, right? So here's another post. It was on the same day. And this was a post that I actually knew wasn't going to like hit that well, but I wanted to do it because it was interesting to me. So I just want to show you guys like what, oh, actually that one did better than I thought. Interesting. But that was another post about me. Let me go. I, I want to find one that, that probably wasn't that popular. All right. This one about my kids, I'm going to guess. Probably wasn't that popular comparatively. Yeah, so 696, right? So what I'm trying to say here, I don't want to go into detail about exactly what I post and what's on my account because you guys can do this in your spare time. What I wanted to show all of you was that using professional mode, you can look to see how well your post did. Uh, Because when you post on social media, Depending on basically social media, Facebook, all these things, they want to keep you on the device as long as possible. So if I posted something that nobody liked and nobody was interested in and everybody just skipped over, Facebook would know that. And if Facebook was filled with things that people didn't like, they would no longer use Facebook. So what Facebook does is when you do a post – they see in the beginning, the first like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, however long it is, they see how many people are liking or commenting or whatnot to determine um, how many more people they're going to show it to. So if you, they're not going to take down your post, but if you post something that nobody's interested in, you know, like a repost of something that's totally, you know, niche that only one out of your entire, you know, Facebook friends would like, they're just not going to show it to as many people. So it's really important to make sure that if you are posting, it gets shown to a lot of people. So let me give you an example of something that's like not a good idea to post. Seems like it would be a good idea, but it's really not. There are companies that like will create social media content for you. I'm trying to think of the number one real estate one. And I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, if anybody knows it, let me know. But they basically create like stats and like things about real estate, maybe something like interest rates, like. Or maybe how many homes are on the market, like stuff that like maybe we would be interested in, but not necessarily, you know, um, somebody said back at you media. I'm not familiar with that one, but there's a bunch of them. Right. And what you'll notice is like if you if you're on if you have a lot of uh, Asian friends, you'll see like everybody's posting the same post. Facebook hates that. Facebook hates that type of stuff. They hate stuff that's like recreated. People like to see stuff about you. Like one of my biggest posts that I ever had that reached I think 4000 people was a photo of me with one of the apartment buildings that I that I bought in the background. Why was that, you know, a post that everybody connected with? Cuz they saw me, right? If I just took a picture of the actual apartment building like nobody would really care. But because it's me. So you have to keep in mind like people are friends with you on Facebook cuz they want to see you. They want to get to know you. So it kind of has to be a combination of like business and personal together. Right. And you have to feel like comfortable doing that. And if you're not comfortable with doing that, you have to get as comfortable as you can as fast as you can. Okay. So, but by, by creating professional a uh, digital mode or professional mode or whatever it is on Facebook, it'll allow you to actually track how well your posts are doing. So if you post something, and you only get 10 views, well, you know that you shouldn't post something like that again. And you'll see, and that's kind of the cheat code. Like I could tell you what to post today, and I can tell you like it changes over the course of time. Like for example, I'll give you one example of that. Going live on Facebook, when it, when going live first came out, Facebook really wanted to promote that feature. And they would show like a ton of people um, when you went live. Now, whenever you go live, for whatever reason, Facebook doesn't value that. They've probably learned that not too many people tune in live. Um, they, they drastically reduce the amount of people that back shows to. So rather than me kind of like telling you what to post and I will tell you some stuff today, you always want to go with actually what's working. All right. So um, I talked about how often to post. Um, I talked a little bit briefly about what to post. So I would say this, it has to be a combination of personal and business. It can't just all be business. It can't just all be personal. When you're talking about like personal, it's all about you. Like the people that you're connected with are connected with you because they like you. So if you're like a car enthusiast, I would expect to see that. Now you need to be able to show it comfortably. So again, for some people, the reason that they don't do a lot of this stuff is because they can't get comfortable with it. So I'll say this, like, To get comfortable with it, there's all different degrees of being comfortable, right? Like if I told all of you that every day you had to shoot a live video, most of you would be like, I'm never going to do that. I don't feel comfortable public speaking. But maybe you would be comfortable like taking the picture outside of a house saying like, this is an investment deal I just did. So you have to kind of think about like what's getting the reach by being on digital or professional mode and then what you're comfortable doing. So obviously, if I told you that you had to like do a thirty-minute presentation every single day on Facebook, some of you would say, "Well, I'm not going to do that," and that's okay. But you need to figure out what you're comfortable doing. And every single person can can do you know basic things, right? Another post that gets a lot of traction um, that you probably have all seen before is just like asking a question, right? And for whatever reason, people love to comment in the comment section after a question. So I'm going to give you like one just really simple example that just popped into my head that every real estate agent could ask, you know, their their friends and family, they would get them to start understanding that they're an investor. They could say something as simple as, "Hey, have you ever thought about becoming are you an investor or have you ever thought about investing in real estate?" question mark. Now, I could almost guarantee for every single person that that is on this that you would get at least five to 10 comments. Facebook loves comments because it shows that people are engaging with your content. So they're going to show it to more people. As I'm saying this, I'm not telling you to actually do that post. You could, and I, I can almost guarantee it would work to some extent. But what you kind of want to think about is like, how do you get the people that are on your Facebook to watch, to pay attention, to know that you're an investor, to know that you're looking for deals, etc. So if you kind of look, Um, you know, again, on on my personal profile, you'll see that I ask, you know, I've asked probably every week in the last few weeks, like, Hey, agents, did you know I have a, you know, investor partnership program where I'll put up the money and I'll split the profits with you? And almost every time I do that post, I'll get like one or two leads. I'll get somebody who reaches out, either they have a deal today. Or maybe they have a deal kind of like in the future. So again, you know, similar thing could be done for you with other agents, or you could do it, you know, with your SOI, or you could just think of like a reason why you want to promote deals that you're doing. Other kind of things to kind of like think about. You don't need to be doing investing today in order to promote investing, Right. All that you need to do is let the people in your SOI know that you're either investing or thinking about investing. One other kind of like tip and trick that I would encourage all of you to do is either to invite people to our agent investor events on Facebook or in person or to creating an event yourself. Okay. So maybe in the beginning, you basically say, hey, I'm attending this event about XYZ topic and in investing, the one that we did last week was on construction. You could have said, "Hey, to all my friends and family thinking about investing in real estate, that maybe, you know, want to learn a thing or two about construction. Here's an upcoming event that I'm going to be going to. Send me a DM or comment below well, if you're interested." And again, that's just like creating the conversation with people that know like and trust you already and getting them to understand. Like even the people that are not interested in going to that event are now going to say, "Oh, Tom's going to this investing event. He must be an investor. So in general, like what you're trying to do on social media is to gather people's attention, make sure that you're posting things that people are interested in, make sure that you have a captive audience, and then you want to do a call to action periodically, right? And the call to action is the more direct thing, right? So if you guys see like what I do in general, again, I'm not perfect at doing it, but like most of the time... It's like value, 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 value. And then I say, oh, by the way, if you're thinking about working with me more directly, we have this inner circle coaching program. And you might only hear about that like one out of every 10 posts, but you're going to hear you know, this call to action, right? So what's your call to action as an agent investor? Your call to action could be, hey, by the way, did you guys know that I also buy homes? A lot of my friends and family think that I just sell homes. I also buy homes to renovate. So if you ever come across, not just you, but anybody in your network, ever come across a property that needs work, please let me know. And there could be a way that you, you know, help them by, you know, if they provide you with the lead or or whatever. Like again, when I have that for agents, I split, I split the profits with them 50-50. But again, going and capping your SOI. So it's training your SOI, your sphere of influence, that you don't only just list homes or how buyers buy homes but that you also buy homes yourself okay when we think about like facebook in general think about this like facebook lets you connect with 5000 people and i know like you've probably heard this in some other marketing you know talk before but there's 5000 people that you're connected with all of those people are connected with other people i promise you Like the amount of posting I do, the amount of reach I get, which is not a 10 out of 10, but like a seven or eight out of 10, something that you could all potentially get to. I guarantee that there are far more than 5,000 people that know what I do and what I'm looking for just because I'm consistently posting, right? It is very common for somebody to get referred to me that was not actually a friend. It was not a Facebook friend. It was somebody that knew somebody else. So the, the, the 5,000 people, like it's going to be even hard for you to even work with the 5,000 people, but it's just one of those things where there's such a big, powerful connection between the 5,000 plus all of their friends and family. Another thing just that, that I want to point out to you guys is like some of your friends that you're connected with are not active. Um, some of them barely ever go on Facebook or they won't interact with your content or Um, They're actually deactivated their profile. So it's very common for people to deactivate their profile. They liked Facebook before, they don't now, they're not on the platform, or like they just log in once in a while. Those are really not the people that you want to be connected with, especially the deactivated people. So I want to share with you guys a program that I use to basically clean my Facebook list. That program that I use is called Unipro, Y-U-N-A-P-R-O. Unipro does a lot of things, and I think it's $99 a month, so it's not going to be right for everybody, but it's going to be right for some of you. But one of the cool features that I really love about Unipro is it allows me to go and see, and it allows you to sort your friends from oldest to newest, and then by how many times they've interacted with your posts. So basically what it allows you to do, like if if, if somebody if you friend requested somebody five years ago, and they never liked or commented or shared your post, that means they're not seeing your stuff. So basically what UniPro will suggest that you do, and it makes a lot of sense, is like, if you've got 5,000 friends, you wanna kind of be like rotating through. So every couple of months you wanna trim maybe like 250 people from that list, and you trim the people that aren't seeing your stuff because you know they're, they're not commenting, they're not liking, they're not doing anything. And you want to get rid of the inactive users that you have. So people that are no longer on Facebook, they're taking up a friend, right, that you don't need. You're only allowed 5,000 friends. Um, so that's really important. I should also mention, when you turn on professional mode, that allows you to have followers too. You know, even when I reach my 5,000 friend limit, it gives you the, the ability for people to follow you, which allows you to have a bigger reach than the 5,000. One other thing that I should mention: turning on professional mode. Is you can also boost posts. So, you know, if you want to guarantee, like, if I'm running an event and I want to guarantee that five or six or seven thousand real estate agents know about my event, I can click a button, and for a couple hundred bucks, I can make sure that Facebook is showing my post to other real estate agents. And again, the last couple minutes, Unipro boosting your posts, etc. I do want to talk a little bit about raising capital too. So you have to be careful online about what you do related to raising capital. There's all sorts of SEC regulations, requirements, restrictions, et cetera. So again, this is definitely, I want to just put it out there that you have to be aware that there are definitely laws and rules and regulations. And when we we raise for, for our deals, we use a 506C, which basically allows us to publicly post like that we're looking for money. So if you're going to take that approach, you a- absolutely can. And then you want to start posting about the deals that you do, the returns that you can give. But just keep in mind that like your friends and family aren't just going to be good for finding deals. They're also going to be really, really good at raising capital for you. Because when it comes to raising capital, people want to give their money the people they know, like, and trust. So if you do have a 506c set up or you have another legal structure that allows you to post online about your deals, about your returns, about the fact that you can provide a great um, investment opportunity to people, that's another thing to kind of keep in mind as well. High level, add as many friends as you possibly can. Make sure you're connected to everybody you're already friends with. And if you're, if you need more friends, connect with real estate agents because real estate agents can always help you find deals, post every day. There's literally no excuse not to post every day. Like it's not hard. And if you're, if you're searching and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't, I don't know what to post about. Look at what other people are doing. Don't try to recreate the wheel. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what other people are doing. That you feel like are doing a good job with their social media. You don't need to exactly copy what they're doing. Having said that, sometimes copying exactly is actually a great idea. Having said that, you know, uh, in, you know, copying people sometimes can be a good idea. But you know, what I like to do is I like to look at other people's profiles for inspiration, and then map it to my own personality. If for whatever reason you feel like, hey, I'll never have time to click the button every day and actually post. Then make sure you're scheduling your posts ahead of time. Take a half a day and just go through. Use a program like Post Planner. Uh, Make sure you keep half the stuff about you. Share your own personality. I guarantee you guys know my personality. You probably feel like you know me even if you don't. How is that possible? Well, you kind of do know me because you see what I post all the time, right? You see what I post. You probably know how many kids I have. You probably know what sports they play you probably know what my wife looks like how because i'm posting right so again i don't do it perfectly but take that as kind of your cue and make sure you're using calls to action right make sure that every fourth or fifth or sixth post you're saying hey i'm looking for deals do any agents for my friends and family know any houses that need work hey I'm looking for money for a project, you know, again, making sure you're in SEC compliance. Is anybody looking to invest passively, get a double digit rate of return or whatever you're offering and make sure you're doing that again, every fourth or fifth or sixth post. Okay. And then make sure you're cleansing your friends using a program like Unipro periodically um, to get rid of the people that are no longer paying attention. Somebody said, how do you personally encourage engagement from past friends? Um, I wouldn't. Like, I'm gonna do what I do. I'm gonna provide the best content that I can. And and what what will happen is if you're if you're creating really good content and you're checking and you're like, oh my goodness, this post like my for like the I turn 41 post got a, got a reach of a couple thousand people. And I'll do like I all of my posts don't get a lot of reach, but the ones that do, I know that like the 5,000 people that I'm friends with, everybody's seeing it at some point. So when I look at Unipro and this person's been friends with me for five years and they don't engage and they don't connect and they haven't like registered for any events or they haven't taken any of my calls to action, in a lot of cases, it's because they're not going to ever. So if they're never going to and they're not somebody like I'm deeply connected to, I'm going to get rid of them through Unipro. And now, keep in mind, like if it's a best friend, if it's somebody that like I'm really connected with, like I'm not just using my social media accounts just for business. But if it's somebody that I haven't seen in ten years, and I'm like, I don't even know if this person likes me, and they've never connected with me and they've never commented on my post or never liked the post for for business purposes alone they're probably not somebody that you want to be connected with. So you want to go and find more people that are connecting with your content. Keep in mind, like, if you keep showing content to somebody, to to, to a group of people, and they're not liking it, Facebook is going to hold that content down. So what you want is you want to have, in an ideal world, 5,000 friends that are all really actively engaged with your content. And one last point on that is, like, not everybody's on Facebook all that often. Like. I I said in the beginning, like, people spend more time on social media than they're willing to admit. I still hold true to that statement. But I will also say there are people who are only periodically on. And if you're, like, close friends with them, they're a relative, like, you love them, like, yeah, don't delete them. But if it's somebody, like, who you haven't talked to in 10 years, like, I wouldn't be worried about, like, getting that person to engage. So with all of that being said, like, there's a lot more to this social media stuff, but it starts with taking like the base level action of the stuff that we talked about today. If you do end up buying that Unipro system, they have way more training than you could ever imagine. And I only covered the tip of the iceberg on the stuff that I do and the stuff that they do, but you don't need to be like a social media maven to do really well with this. You can do the basics and you're going to get deals. You're going to get more clients. You're going to get more people thinking about you. You're going to get more referrals, you're going to get capital, but like you just need to start with doing the basics. And we talked about mainly the basics today. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for jumping on. We'll be live again next Tuesday at 11 o'clock with a topic that people want to learn about. And I'm going to spend the next few days polling people asking and we'll see what we come back with, but be live next Tuesday, 11 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education strategies and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.